All right, guys, good morning, good morning. Sorry about the little difficulties there. Hope we didn't lose anyone. That was my fault. It's all right. We made some tweaks yesterday. Just made some tweaks, trying to get better. When you try to get better, you get growing pains. All right, so uh, because we're starting a little late, we're going to just cut out some of the pleasantries this morning and dive right into uh, the topic. And uh, excited, man, to get into this discussion a little bit with you guys. So failure is a failure, right? You know, um, when I'm when I when I'm going into that subject, what I mean by that, and we'll kind of try to find a little cool title there. You know, failure is not real, right? Failure is isn't fatal. It's not final. And failure is a failure itself. And I was uh, talking, you know, I was reading about, and it was in my book, Leader Be Lunch, on one of uh, our great presidents, right, Abraham Lincoln, and just reading his story. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, I know we all know, you know, what the incredible things he did as president, you know, to, um, you know, to really set this nation on a course that would change it forever for the good. You know, there are great things like that. We know what he did. You know, uh, and you know, he, he, he was the president that presided over the Civil War. He was the president, you know, that was assassinated. We know those things, but, you know, I don't know if you know <clears throat> about his, about what people would consider his failure. And, you know, let me, let me kind of qualify this a little bit. His failures, he, that failures are real. Failure is, is a failure. What I mean by that is you don't fail unless you quit. You know, um, as long as there's breath in your lungs, as long as there's the sun comes up in a new day, you know, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. And God is not the God of one, five, 10, 50, 100 chances. He's the God of multiple chances. He doesn't, he doesn't stop. His grace is sufficient. And so what I'm saying is this failure isn't final, right? They're failures. And so Abraham Lincoln experienced, I'm not sure if you know this in his life or not. He experienced major setbacks, right? Major failures in his political career, his personal life. And, uh, so it's a testimony and he really, I think it's a testimony. We we've been talking about getting off the bench and getting in the game and, um, you know, looking at um, this man, right? He was born in a one-room log cabin, right? That's that was that was what he was born into, in a hard-working family, right? He overcame numerous obstacles and, and failures, and uh, in order to become the president of the United States, when the nation was confronted with one of its greatest crises. So Abraham Lincoln, right, was not always a winner. Matter of fact, let's just say this: he failed often, right? It's it, it it really to me is a wonder that you know he persisted at the level that he did. And uh, many of us may not know that Abraham Lincoln. Listen, to this, he blended, began his political career in 1832, but he was not elected president until 1860. So right, you're talking like a 30 year span, right? That is that's not really that big of a deal. A lot of people, um, our current president now you know has been in the senate for what 50 years or whatever 47 years so i mean you know he began his political career longer than that but let's just say so there's a 30 year span there in the 28 years right that his career his his political career span abraham lincoln lost his job he was defeated in state legislator later he failed in business he had a failed business okay that went out bankrupt his his wife his or it died his sweetheart died had a nervous breakdown he was defeated for speaker 
defeated for nomination for Congress, lost re-nomination, was rejected for land official. This guy, this guy tried to get, become a land official, right? Like land official, you know what I mean? Like he's like, okay, I can't, I can't get it in Congress. I can't get, you know, I can't get elected here. He, he got defeated as land official. Defeated for nomination for vice president, again defeated for Senate, and then he was elected president of the United States. And followed, all of this followed the death of his mother at a very early age, and he had a vicious, poor upbringing. I mean, it's just, you know, over and over and over again, failure tried to take him out, but failure failed. I mean, he was faced with defeat. I mean, and many of you listening now, right? I mean, you can say, man, I can relate to a lot of that, you know, in a modern day fashion. You know, I, I, I faced tons of defeat. And this guy could have given up many times. But the truest testament to his character and really the fact that, you know, it's not over until God says it's over, right, is what his legacy is today. Think about that for a second. It granted him his place in history, and we still talk about him today. I mean, he's on the penny. He's on the $5 bill, and, you know, he's, he's touted as one of the greatest presidents. So I want to just kind of put this in perspective this morning as we're talking about failure and how we can turn what we consider and um, view as failure into success. You know, I, I, if, you're, if you are a... Um, a business owner, or if you are a person that's a driver in a business, or you know you've considered your, you consider yourself more kind of ambitious in what you do, I want to tell you that um, you you know some might call you you or if you're going to succeed, some will call you a serial entrepreneur or a serial salesperson. That's what we called our tra train platform, or a serial business person. You know what what that means is 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 you know, you're, you're going to keep going until you succeed. And, and let me just tell you this, when somebody that you view around you, if you interview somebody or anybody, I can tell you right now, flat out, any, any person that you deem as a, is, is, as a role model in business or role model, you know, in, um, in marriage, maybe there's, you know, you, maybe you're a stay at home parent, a soccer mom, a soccer dad, and then you, you viewed a parent that runs a certain community organization that your kids are part of as man you know they seem to have it together if you ever get the privilege if you haven't yet to sit down with somebody that you view as a success you've watched their life you see the fruit and they are successful if you interview them and say give and they give you the privilege of hearing a story we talked a little bit about mine yesterday on some things i'll talk a little bit more about that today you'll find that they, that failure was a part a major part of the stepping stones and the growth of their process and their journey to the point where, and, and here's the deal. When, when you're going through that early on, you don't really have somebody to tell you this, right? You don't have a lot of people that talk about this and you, you're going through that early on. You, you, le you legitimately think that this is going to take me out. This one's going to take me out. This one is this. I can't get over. I can't do this anymore. And you know, and here's the thing. You could actually have a business that goes under. You could actually have a political you know, uh, um, aspiration that doesn't come to fruition. You could actually have something that ends. You could have a marriage that has ended. And then yet 
later on in your life be voted husband or wife of the year. I mean, you get that? You could you could have like a marriage that ends. Somebody could be speaking to someone that had a, a, a marriage that failed, and then you're in one now. But you could literally be viewed as a role model in marriage by somebody because you got it right. And the failure, you know, the failure that you went through taught you something. I love what Walter said here in the comment. Failure is a perception and not a destination. God's doing something and nothing is wasted. Amen. Failure is a preparation and perception and not a destination. It isn't. It's not. And you know, but we're, when we're in it, I'm going to tell you something. When we're in it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to view it as a perception. It's like, it's like, look where I am. And when you say, hey, look where I am, you're, you're, you're calling it a destination, right? You're like, you're like, well, this is where I am. Look where I, look where I, my life is. Look what, look at what I'm experiencing right now. Look at this destination. That's what you're saying. But it's really a perception. I, you know, we were going to title this this morning, failure is a mirage. You know, I, um, I talk about mirages a lot and a mirage is just something that is not real. It's just something, you know, the enemy uses a lot of mirages, by the way. Because if he told you the truth, he's the father of all lies. You know, God doesn't use any mirage. God uses his word. God's word is infallible. Like the Bible says that heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my word will, will remain. Like I've often said it this way. God can't lie because if he opened his mouth and said, the gr that grass is, is blue. Before it would be a lie, the grass would turn blue. You get it because there's because God's God's word is life and his power. Meaning, he looked at a world with with no form and that was void, and he said, "Let there be some stars, you know, planets." And then this became to manifest. So, I mean, the thing is, is that God's word is real, but the enemy's a liar. And the enemy, God speaks in absolutes. When he says something, he never says something that is that is unattainable or that's not reachable. You may not see it yet because he wants you to have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen. But if God speaks it, it's there. And it's, it's there for us to find and line up, line it up with his word. But the enemy's a liar. So the enemy, the enemy's like, it's, does, has his, his weapon, one of his weapons of choice is a mirage. He uses like a mirage, you know, and if we could buy into it, that's where we're talking about faith and fear on the opposite end of the spectrum. If we buy into that, <clears throat> that, that fear, then we begin to buy into the mirage. And what happens is the mirage could become, how many know that you could become, you could, you could become what you, or you could, you could experience what you fear the most, you know, um, that mirage mm. can become real. But that's on you. It's something. It's the the enemy. The enemy can only bring it bring it up as a mirage. There was a story a long time ago. Um, you know, I just I've heard this in this in in you know, several times in my life, maybe five six times in sermons and different things. And and so, um, you can check this out and see if it's see if it's a real story or not. But I'm gonna tell you the story as I heard it. And there was a man that um, uh, was was homeless. Or travel, traveling kind of vagabond kind of guy, and 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 was went. He would sleep in like um, um, different types of train stations, things like you know, like train yards. And he'd go and get inside one of the trains. Well, one time he went into um, what he, you know, in, in, into a train yard and went into a cooler, 
of a of a like a box cooler, you know, that you would put like uh, frozen things in. It was on a train, so they would carry frozen goods from one place to the other. And the door locked, and the guy's in there, and he and he's thinking, I'm gonna freeze to death. He thought that this was a you know that, that, that you know he walks into a to a, to a train box and he sat there and thought I'm gonna I'm gonna freeze to death I'm gonna freeze to death and uh, and so next morning they found the guy frozen to death like like 12 13 hours later but here's the craziest part about it the train the cooler wasn't even operational it was broken so the 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 point of this is you can you can become what you fear. You know, this guy's, this guy's mind froze him. Yeah. And, uh, so <clears throat> failure, failure is not real. Failure, failure has failed, but can you embrace that? That's what God's whole message is, right? That, that failure has failed. You and I ultimately being separated from him is failure, but Jesus Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly. What do you guys think? You got anything? I was going to say um, something that you said, God speaks in absolutes. The enemy speaks in questions. A lot of times the enemy's not looking at you going, you suck. He's going, are you really good enough? Mm-hmm. Are you really the person to do this? And I was, you were talking about, you know, we've talked about kind of fear. and We've kind of touched on it the past couple of days. And, um, you know, fear is extremely irrational. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I think we've, we've actually read this probably on before, but I just looked up the definition because I wanted to make sure. And it's interesting. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely, that's the key word, to cause pain or a threat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say that it is. Doesn't say that it's going to cause you pain. Doesn't say that it's going to hurt you. It's likely to, which means it's still a possibility that it won't which means that fear is still irrational in your mind. Fear is something that just comes in there and it, it manifests. And then once it gets in your head, it continually plays over and over the scenario in your head. And that's where you get trapped in the cycle where you can't break it. And that's what fear does. Mm-hmm. And that's like you said, God speaks in absolutes. When you have that absolute, that cycle breaks. Yeah. That cycle breaks every single time. <clears throat> it does. It does. And one of the biggest things that people fear is not having enough is not, is because a lot of this, and especially our audience, I, I believe, you know, is attached to purpose. And believe it or not, I mean, it's the number one searched, you know, term. I mean, like, why am I here? You know, what's my purpose? Why did God make me? Depending on their stance, if someone's a believer, <clears throat> even atheist, even someone that's agnostic, well, well, hey, you know, uh, you know, why am I here? What, wh- what's my purpose? You know, because how those types of things are searched because people have this void in their life. And one of the reasons I think even our audience, especially, um, you know, would, would experience fear is not having enough, you know, not be, not being ready, not being on track for your destiny, not being on track. Like I, I got it. I'm off track. I, I can't, can't not get back on track. And so, you know, I want to encourage you that you're more on track than you think. And this is, this is something that I I wanted to kind of share as we wrap up today. You know, um, everything we want is in direct proportion to where, to where every, everything we want is in direct proportion to what we do with what we have. And the statement has been a constant catalyst. Everything we want is in direct proportion to what we do with what we have. 
What's we talked about what's in our hand yesterday. <clears throat> I want to encourage you that what you have is more than enough. So so fear, don't let fear have its place. Don't let don't let failure be final. Don't let failure cause you to de- delay. It, 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 because here's the thing. I know the way God works and he's going to resuscitate the dream on the inside of you. And, and, and if it takes five years, then guess what? It's, it's what God, God's word will not return void. I believe that he'll resuscitate it. But why waste five years? Don't let, don't let failure, which by the way is a failure itself, derail you and delay you when God's saying, is, I want to do it now. So what's in your hand, right? This statement has been a catalyst in everything I do. So I encourage you to stop waiting for advantageous moments. Instead, be a pioneer. You know, I mean, everything that we experience and, and everything that we enjoy today took pioneers. Everything that we, I mean, have you ever, <clears throat> have you ever um, thought of something and thought it might be cool, you know, a cool invention? But you never did anything with it. And then like you, you know, it happened. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, you know, it, those kind of things happen all the time. And, you know, and it, you know, and by the way, you could have just been thinking about it and it could have already been invented and sitting on the side somewhere. So I'm not saying that you missed it. I'm just saying that, look, the, the idea, the idea the a pioneer spirit, right, takes what's in their hand and uses it to get to where they're going. They don't wait. They don't, they don't always wait around for a better hand. Sometimes you've got to gamble with the hand that you've got. Sometimes you've got to, sometimes you got to invest what's in your hand now. Sometimes it's about the timing rather than the amount in your hand. So be a pioneer. Create your own moment, right? This statement defines not only a dream, but cements one's place in life as a visionary. If you can envision yourself, right, in your future, then the investment you're making now and your passion for your dream will turn um, directly into what you want it to be. So ask yourself if your dream is something you really want to accomplish. If the if the vision on the inside of you is something you really want to see come to fruition. If the answer is absolutely yes, undoubtedly yes, then everything you do today will enable you to get to where you want to be tomorrow. We that's the deal, right? It's an it's an investment. You reap what you sow. Everything you do today. So <clears throat> what are you going to do today? What can you do today? Today doesn't mean you know. Today I'm not telling you quit your job and go do it, but maybe today you start setting up. DLLC. Maybe today you start doing, you know, whatever the first step is. I don't know. But visionaries keep envisioning their dream, right? In an expanded foreign forward movement. So one of the things that, that counter failure, the failures is just forward. So the, the, the counter to failure is forward. You get it? Like in other words, what what leaves because remember failure is only is only alive if it's if it's fatal. If it's final, which failure is not fatal and final, but when it, when you end, when you're done, you know, then, 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 you know, if you quit. So the thing that the counters failures is forward. Just keep moving. <clears throat> Persistence. Moving forward. Action is, it's just, you can't, you can't beat Babe Ruth said you just can't beat someone that doesn't give up. Look, I'm going to listen to anybody that's got this as fat as he is that held the home run records. You know what I mean? Come on. That guy's fat. You know, like, like he gives me hope, man. That guy has a home run record 
and he's as fat as he is? Come on. I mean, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm going to listen to anybody like that because this guy, this guy said you can't beat someone that he, you can't beat someone that's got rock solid abs. No, that's not what he said. You can't beat someone, you know, that, that works out in the gym every single day. And that's not what he said. He, he, you can't beat someone. He said you can't beat someone that won't quit, that doesn't give up. So the antidote is forward. You want to beat failure? Go forward. Keep put your left foot in front of your right foot. Move forward. Right? Ask yourself, is it worth it? So visionaries keep envisioning their dreams in an expanded forward movement, right? And it expands. That's the deal. As they move forward, it expands. It takes ground. It evicts, it evicts failure. They're constantly adding to their dreams, right? Sometimes before they even see it, listen, here's the key. Before they even see it complete, what they initially set out to do, what they initially set out to do, they don't see it complete, but visionaries live today, yesterday. Somebody told me this, a former mentor of mine, who's probably in his 70s now, sat down with me several years ago, and he told me visionaries live today, yesterday. So you're living tomorrow today. So you got to be careful if you're a visionary. To, you, you might get discouraged and you might get frustrated because you're living today, right now in 2021, you're living tomorrow. You're living tomorrow, but you got to be careful that you do not squander what's supposed to come to fruition tomorrow because you have to prepare for it today, even though you see it. And you lived today, yesterday. But everybody else is living it today. What, what that means is, you know, be careful. Be careful with your team. Be careful with your people as a visionary. Vision always. Listen, here it is. Right? Vision always proceeds action. So what was yesterday's vision is being lived out today. But because this vision hasn't come to fruition, it can be added to. It can be adjusted. It can be fine-tuned. There's always room for improvement, renovation. That's what's cool about it. So failure, failure doesn't have anything on you. So use your vision. Visionaries use, and I'm going to end, and I'll let you get the final word here. Sorry, man. We got, we got some special cams being set up too um, for Monday. It's going to give some views for everybody else in here. But visionaries use their vision as a catalyst to propel them forward, meaning it's what keeps you going. When we want to quit, when we want to give up, because of what we've seen, dreamed, preached, etc., it hasn't happened, or it seems delayed, which is going to happen, right? We become frustrated. If not for the fuel of our vision, we would stop when frustration sets in. Amen? Amen. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk about it because it'll take me a second. Um, the song for today is called Nothing is Wasted, um, which kicked into my mind when Walter made his comment and then obviously as we were talking and um, it made me think about the title that we put out there and Ezra and I were kind of talking he's like you know the sentence as it as it stands as that sentence sits it's, yeah, it doesn't grammatically incorrect it's grammatically well it's grammatically incorrect but it doesn't necessarily make sense until you think about God intervening God doesn't allow your failures to be failures <clears throat> a, an average person failure can be a failure but God doesn't allow your failures to be a failure your failure is progress mm -hmm. in God's eyes. Yeah. I may have messed up this morning, but I learned something from it. I may have messed up last week, but I learned something from it, which means I didn't fail. Ed, uh, uh, Edison, well, you talked about it before. How many ways? He said 9,000. I, I found 9,000 ways to or not 999 make the light. or something like that. No, yeah, I found 900 ways to not make the light bulb. I didn't fail. I found 900 ways to not make a light bulb. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to think about it. You didn't fail. Mm -hmm. You learned. Yeah, and the, the title doesn't make sense, but if you think about it this way, and this is going to be kind of deep. I, I thought it's in my head, but let's see if I can get it out of my mouth. 
So failure is a failure. So failure sets out to stop you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and keeping on, failure comes from the enemy. Fa- you know, ultimately the failure is a, is a, a weapon of the enemy. He tries to, tries to be a weapon of the enemy, but God uses it for good. And it's necessary, by the way. It's necessary. However, what you consider failures. But failure, failure, failure is, comes at you to stop you. But, but God, listen, but God takes it and uses it. So body slams failure, right? Or whatever. Takes failure, destroys failure, so to speak. And then causes failure to experience the very definition of itself. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So, so God comes in and uses all the failures to help you succeed and then takes failure and goes, now I'm going to sentence you to yourself. Exactly. That's deep. That's deeper than, that's deeper than the, the other. Mariana's trench. <laughs> Mariana's <laughs> trench. All right. So, hey, good show. Ed, you got nothing to say? Your mic's muted. All right. Well, you've been sitting, <laughs> back, the, you've been <laughs> sitting back the entire time. Unmute that show. man. Unmute that man. <laughs> nah, you good. Uh, no, I, it was, you know, this morning we were kind of, uh, you know, flying by the seat of our pants, figuring out, you know, things that were going wrong because we just hit, you know, we try, every time you make any sort of updates to mm-hmm. anything that we do here, I mean, you, there's always the unexpected that you're not prepared for. And so, you know, we figured things out. We stayed calm. We did what we had to do. But, you know, and we were talking about the title and, we got it, everything and whatever, and it was funny. Like during the show, because I remember when you when I got the title originally, it was in my head. I was like, I don't that to me it doesn't process. You know what I mean, like at first I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't know what like. Of course, failure, failure like it, you're you're saying like the word is the word. Yeah, for sure. Like cheese is cheese. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's just how it is. But then I started to think of, and it's funny. Like I, when you were explaining at the end, I was like, that's what. I began to think about like while you guys were talking and whatever, I was like failure as the word and as it's being and as its essence and what it is in our lives is in itself a failure when compared to the power of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, that's, good. that's just, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things that like, it was kind of an interesting show for me, especially cause we started at a failure. <laughs> 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 we started by failing and it was nice to see like, it, it's, it, I mean, it's powerful. It just developed itself into what the definition of what the show was today. And I thought that was really impactful. I'll add, I'll add one last thing. It's Friday. I know we've gone a couple minutes over, um, but this means a lot to me. Um, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today without failing. Um, and I have a tattoo on my arm and I don't, it, it's not seen by a lot of people and I, I don't have it set somewhere so you can be seen, but it's something that's always stuck out to me since the first time I heard it. Um, it says freedom releases my shame. I'm not ashamed of the failures I've had in my life. I'm not, I don't regret the things that I've done in my life. I'm sorry to people that I've been mean to in the past, but I don't regret them because those are times that I, that have literally grown me as a person. So when I am free, when you're in God's freedom, you're not ashamed of your failures. Those, those failures push you forward. Man, failure only once if you quit, if you just settle and sit down. That's right. There you go, man. I didn't even have to unmute Sam today. He kept himself muted up until the very end. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful weekend. Let's, let's freaking body slam failure today. Let's body slam the daggum Chiefs on Sunday. Go yes, Bucks. Go Bucks. Be out. Go, baby. <laughs>